Hi, everyone. It's your podcast host, Jim Andrews, here with a reminder that the Ticket Manager Partner Summit is back. We'll be getting together in person on October 17th this year at the Times Center in New York City. This is a free, invitation-only event where hundreds of business leaders across the world's most influential brands in sports, sponsorship, live events, and ticketing gather to make great connections and share valuable information. Approved attendees enjoy exclusive networking events, insightful panels, and exciting celebrity speakers, all for free. Are you interested in attending? Just go to ticketmanager.com for details on how to apply. Hello and welcome to Ticket Manager's All Access Interview Series, engaging leaders from across the sports marketing spectrum to identify and explore critical issues in the business of sports, entertainment, sponsorship, activation, ticketing, hospitality, and even more. I'm your host, Jim Andrews. Joining me on this episode to discuss a wide range of topics, which is appropriate since he sits at the top of the org chart, is Brad Sims, Chief Executive Officer for New York City Football Club. Welcome, Brad. Good to see you, and thanks for joining us. Jim, hey, thanks for having me. My pleasure. You know, I think it would be helpful for this conversation to first discuss NYCFC and how you're part of City Football Group. Uh, It's a very unique uh, proposition in sports. So can you explain a little bit about the group structure and how it kind of sets you apart? We had a vision, our chief, our, our global uh, CEO, Ferran Soriano, had a vision to, to build kind of the first ever global soccer company. And Manchester City was, is, is kind of our, you know, our, the original, original team, but growing, how, how do we grow and have a global footprint, uh, you know, in, in, especially in the markets that are most uh, key growth markets in the world. So his first uh, order of business was to try and figure out how to get a team in New York City. So he, that was, that was, on his first, he famously says, on his first day on the job in uh, in 2012, he, he flew to New York to meet with Don Garber and and negotiate a, a MLS uh, expansion franchise. From there, you know, pretty quickly, uh, you know, NYCFC was was launched. Our first season was in 2015 as an expansion club in Major League Soccer, and you know, from from there, we are now uh, ten clubs uh, around the world. I, I've been with the group now two uh, two years. It's just Coming up on uh, my two-year anniversary, the idea is, you know, to, to be this uh, really unique uh, global proposition, uh, both from a, a commercial and business standpoint, where we have a we have a global commercial team that is that is out, and you know, we have 12, 12 different uh, offices around the world, and and selling multi-team or or full group-wide commercial opportunities. Right. And uh, so, from a business standpoint, we think that you know we we're able to deliver. Not just you know a team in the UK in the in the English Premier League, but we're able to deliver the U.S. market via New York. We're able to deliver India, China, and and so on. So we believe we have just that that unique value proposition from a, from a business and commercial standpoint. But then we also have it from a football standpoint, and it's one of the things where when we're recruiting players around the world, there's a pathway, there's opportunities. Great example is one is our leading scorer this year. Valentin Castellanos, who was just named MLS Player of the Month, 
he came to us from our club in Uruguay, in Montevideo. Absolutely. I mean, it really takes advantage of the the global nature of the sport, you know, both from that participant and, and player perspective, as well as the fan perspective. That, that's the thing that's unique about soccer. You know, I think that, you know, in in baseball, if you're a Yankees fan, you're not also a, you know, Yokohama Tigers fan or, you know, you're not also, you don't have all these other clubs in different, you know, in, in the South Korean league and the Japanese league and different places or, you know, in any sports, you're not, you're not, if you're a, you know, the New York Rangers fan, you're not also a big fan of some club in Russia or, or Sweden or something like that. But in soccer, you know, there's, there's people who like, Oh, my, my premier league club is, is Manchester city, but my, you know, La Liga club is Barcelona and my, you know, Syria Italian club is Juventus and, and they, and they can have those different allegiances and that's kind of normal. And so for us, you know, we're positioned as, uh, especially in, in, in our market that you can be a Man City fan and then New York City makes sense for you. But if you live in New York and you're a Chelsea fan or you're a Tottenham fan, you can also still be an NYCFC fan as well. I'd like to turn and talk more about NYCFC specifically and, and, and what's been happening this year. If, if we want to go back, obviously 2020 has been uh, a year of major disruption. Yeah, I mean, when when everything happened in, in March... Uh, you know, we had just started our season. We were playing champion. We were playing in the CONCACAF Champions League and, and just starting in the, our, our MLS season. And then kind of everything happened very quickly. And, you know, we were instantly in a, in a work from home standpoint. And in New York, you know, as, as everyone, everyone's probably knows, <laughs> it was, was just hit really hard. It was, it was the epicenter, the global epicenter, you know, in, in kind of March and April. And so, you know, a few things from our standpoint is we, we felt like we had to first and foremost take care of our team members, our, our employees, our, our players, our coaches, um, everyone in the staff. Like, how can we make sure that everyone's safe and, and healthy? And then also that their, their jobs were preserved, you know, because that, it was just going to be such tough times. And that's something that I'm you know, really proud that our, our organization as a whole, you know, and this credit to our ownership group and, and the kind of the vision and leadership uh, at our most senior levels, including, you know, from our, our global CEO, what, you know, right off the bat was we have to take care of our people. That's, that's gotta be, you know, priority number one. Um, and so, you know, we're proud that we, we have yet at this point, uh, there's been no layoffs, no furloughs, no salary reductions. Uh, to any of our our employees at, at New York City or Manchester or, or other places, and so that that was a, a key piece of, of from the employee standpoint, not just our full time employees taking care of, but also these these game day employees that that help make the experience at our game so so fantastic. Uh, but we we also we felt like we had to do more for the community and you know the, the South Bronx uh, specifically is is our home. That's where where Yankee Stadium is and. Working with our our corporate partners, working with our our supporters, including our, our our official supporter group, the Third Rail, and many others, to try and deliver deliver meals to to those in need during those tough times. And and so, actually, to date, and it's something that we've been continued on since March, uh, and, and we're still working hard to grow our numbers. But to date, we've between the club and and our partners, we've contributed uh, well over two hundred thousand meals. Uh, to the South Bronx community, and and we're and we're still going, and we're still trying to find ways to do more. Uh, we we actually utilized a um, an annual. We have an annual what we call Citizens Giving, which is a, a city football group global kind of campaign that's done every year. And we ha- and there's different kind of uh, focuses for for that uh, community work in all of our markets each year. And this year, 
for obvious reasons. The focus was on COVID relief across the globe for, for all city football group markets. And we, we focused 100% of our efforts uh, to the South Bronx and, and uh, via New York Common Pantry and other, uh, other partnerships that, that was just fully focused on our home base in, in the South Bronx. Our, our Jersey partner, Eddie Head Airways, donated the front of shirt for one of our um, nationally televised matches to Citizens Giving for Relief of the South Bronx and um, just raising awareness that you know, the South Bronx was in need of help and, and how, can we, how can we all work together to show support. And just before we leave the cause and community space, uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about another initiative, Saturday Night Lights, and how that's uh, been, been working for you. Yeah, the, you know, Saturday Night Lights is a, is a big initiative from our foundation, our city and the community. And the, the idea there is to, to, take, to take gyms that, you know, and, and find more, it's really to find more safe places on weekend nights. So we have the safe places kind of, you know, some of these safe spaces during the day, uh, daytime, but we also want to find safe spaces, especially on kind of the weekend nights. This is something that, that is extremely important. It, it, it takes kids you know, off the streets, gives them, gives them safe spaces to, to do a number of different things, whether, you know, whether it's primarily it's, it's soccer, you know, skills, but we, we have uh, a number of different uh, types of programming uh, that we, that we do and that really provides, uh, you know, growth opportunities for, for these, for these kids. And it's one of the best things we do now. We're looking to expand it and, and we think we are going to have an exciting plan kind of coming out of 2021 to, to get some, some really, um, explosive uh, growth in, in that in that program. We could talk about sports for good for for hours. I know I could, but I want to spend a little bit of time too, just on some more of the the practical business considerations coming out of 2020 and as we head into 2021. And talk a little bit about how you handled season tickets because you kind of took a, a unique position on that in, in the wake of COVID. I, I'll never forget because we, we were playing a Champions League game on March 11th and we were at the stadium. The game was going on and I'm getting push notifications on my phone about the NBA canceling a game. And then, you know, an NBA, you know, Rudy Gobert testing positive and And it was like saying like Tom Hanks, you know, said, said he's positive. And it was like all this stuff was happening while we were playing a game. I'm sitting there in the second half of our game watching all this and being, uh oh, this is you know happening quick. And we, we sent a, you know, a note to our staff saying, don't come into the office tomorrow and we'll, we'll wait on more, you know, further instruction. And then the next day it was don't come to the office on, on Friday or Monday and connect again. But on that Monday or, you know, on the 15th of the month is when we run season ticket payments, you know? And so this is the 11th. It was a 15th. Everything was happening so fast. We didn't have much time to make, make a decision. It just, it just didn't feel right. And so we communicated to our season ticket base that, you know, there, there's a lot of uncertainty. Things were happening fast, but we 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 wanted to let them know that we were going to pause uh, our, our payments and we would kind of get back to them. You know, <laughs> just like we said to our employees, and we'll get back to them when, when we have when, when we know what we're going to do or where we know what's happening here. You know, the following month, we sent a note out saying we're not going to charge you in April either, and and we'll get back to you. And then and then it was we're not going to charge you in May. Uh, you know, and and, and then in, I think in. In June, we went back and said, we, you know, we don't know if we're going to play this year. We hope we are. And if we do play, we don't know if we're going to be able to have fans or not. We hope we will. But at this point, we're going to, you know, ask, we're going to say, we're not going to take any more payments for 2020. Fast forward to November, to, to now, you know, we, we've been playing games. We've gotten through a, through a season. We have not had fans. Um, 
and and we we had ninety over ninety three percent of our season ticket base elect to stay with us for two thousand twenty one and, and not take a refund, leave their money with us, and and agree to to move forward uh, with two thousand twenty one. To me, it's a clear demonstration. Loyalty goes both ways, right? We we, we always talk about fan loyalty in sports, and and it's something that you know we, we predicate a, a lot on the fact that uh, you know fans are so passionate and, and loyal to their favorite clubs. And it's kind of rare that uh, clubs get to do something so demonstrable in terms of demonstrating loyalty back, and, and you kind of really seize that opportunity. Yeah, and I, we, I mean, we we felt good about it. I mean, it, it obviously hurts to to take a zero in ticket revenue for the year, um, but you know, it it's you know, it's one of these these things that you got. We we're taking the long view, and with, with our club, we're this this was year six. Um, we're in for the long haul, and you know our, our our mission statement is to is to build New York City into one of the soccer capitals of the world, and and the only way we're going to do that is to to do things the right way and and really take the the long view approach about everything that we do in our business. Clearly, it must have been a difficult thing to do, but but the right thing to do. So, as you mentioned, that you know the league did come back. You've been playing, but without without fans. So, can you talk a little bit about? Some of the uh, the technology that you've used to to keep the fans uh, involved and, and engaged and, and and close to their their favorite club from the get go, we're like, how do how do we get fans you know fired up and engaged about this? And and we're still kind of learning learning how to do business in the in the virtual world. But uh, we you know we had Zoom rooms of, of fans uh, throughout uh, for for all the for all the games of the tournament where we had content with you know kind of pregame show, so to speak with, you know, a guest, you know, a guest host and, um, and, and we would have different people from the, from the club that would be, uh, kind of interviewed, provide insights. We would do, you know, something at halftime. So kind of watch the show, we would set, segment them up. So we had one time we had our, our third, the third rail, our, our official sports club, they had like their own room so they can kind of interact and see each other's, you know, expressions and, and be able to kind of have that shared, uh, experience and and then we had rooms with maybe like you know corporate partners or different kind of subsets. I think a big way is we really ramped up our our content, our, our focus on on delivering content. We, we did a a docu series this year. We've done an, a number of different kind of digital content series. And someone something that resonated with me is someone said we've gone from being a, a professional sports team to being a a you know a content creation company. Essentially, you know because that that's instead of putting on events like this is what you had to put out and we were, we were pleased that we were um that we won a clio award this year for our undeniable series uh, one of our content series so uh we you know we we really focused a lot on that uh and and so th- those are a couple of ways but then also the the broadcast experience w- was key for us and um you know instead of just showing a blank stadium um which is not the not the most you know entertaining background or backdrop to watch it watch a match uh, we engaged with uh, we engaged in, in virtual a virtual signage solution uh, for our home game. So we we started our return to market home games playing at Red Bull Arena, which is uh, which is our rival. Our our, our, our rival. Our, our challenge was with Major League Baseball having a very condensed season. There was no windows really for us to play games at our at our normal home stadium, uh, Yankee Stadium, and so we were we were playing at Red Bull Arena, but. You know, our, our challenge was how do we make it look and feel on broadcast, which is where our fans were gonna were gonna consume it because they these they couldn't attend unfortunately in person, um, but also for our players and anyone in, in bowl to feel 
like it was more of a home, um, you know, more of a home game uh, feel, uh, which which we we haven't had. And so I, I I couldn't believe I was really impressed with how things turned out. We had a lot of really positive feedback where, you know, we were able to use our color so that, you know, Red, Red Bulls are, are, we're blue, they're red. And we're, I mean, they always say New York is red. We say New York is blue. And so the stadium that would normally be red, we were able to transform into NYCFC blue um, stadium with our partners, with our marketing messages. And it, it looked great. And our fans loved it. Fans like, it feels like the first time we've ever had a real, real home stadium and a home game. Uh, but we also had uh, some, you know, a lot of uh, static uh, signage throughout the, throughout the building so that our players could also feel because they can't see the virtual they can't see the virtual signage when they're out on the pitch. We had enough kind of at field level around locker room, back of house areas so that they could feel like it was a, a home atmosphere as well. It, it went so well and we got such great feedback that in 2021, if we are in a scenario where we're starting the season again with no fans, so which which we're optimistic, there's a lot of optimism, you know, heading into 2021, even with fans and actually trying to plan accordingly of like, where do we seat fans so that we can maximize the broadcast experience with, with virtual, with, with this virtual solution that, that we feel like is actually more additive to the broadcast than a smattering of fans socially distanced in, in the background would be TV visible. So, you know, may, maybe, maybe we're having fans and kind of, you know, two thirds of the stadium that is, that is mostly non TV visible and we have our virtual um, solution in in the, the TV visible side. Um, this is just something that we're we're still kind of in the early stages of kicking around, but that's that's how well how excited we were about it, how well it went, and and we just got so much great feedback on it. And we feel like we've we've got to figure out a way to incorporate that going forward. Right, and that's you know I've talked to a lot of folks uh, for this series and in other places, and everybody's looking for you know where can we pull the positives out of out of this year, and and you know. You mentioned a few things where, yeah, we had talked before 2020 about the need for for sports teams and organizations to become content creators, and and yeah, everybody had made you know taken some steps, some more than others, and to to doing that. But uh, you know now now we were if, even if our hands were forced because of the pandemic, we've gotten you know used to it, and we've seen some of the benefits of it. And there's no reason not to continue that once we're once we're past the the immediate crisis of the pandemic. You did mention uh, you know looking forward. I think and we all want to do that. Uh, we're about to turn the turn the page to, to 2021, yeah. and you know there's positive news as you and I are talking about. Uh, vaccines and and all of that. So, you know, so what are kind of your expectations, knowing that that everything this year and next year is still a bit up in the air? But but uh, what are you thinking about in terms of kind of planning for for twenty twenty one? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of optimism. I think primarily because of you know news on on vaccines. But I, th- I think that you know we're we're fully of the mindset, and and uh, MLS is you know planning on a on a regular a full regular season. We, we are hoping that we will be able to have fans. Um, we hope that we will be able to have fans from the beginning. I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure if that's going to be in a, a socially distant situation, uh, you know, is, is probably maybe likely early in the season. But I think, you know, based on what we're hearing and in, in, in reading in the, in the medical community and our, uh, the intel that, that we're seeing there, it, it's really optimistic in terms. And, and we do think that there's going to be this pent up kind of excitement for people to, to be able to get out, 
feel comfortable living their lives again, you know, do, do things that, that they love and enjoy and they missed like attending live sports events. Uh, and so, you know, we, we definitely, and again, as I mentioned before, our, our, our fan base, uh, has given us, you know, every indication that that they're behind us, they're that they want to come to games, that they're ready to come when when it's safe to do so and and uh, when it's allowed. And so we're that, that's our expectation. We're going to be playing a full season. We'll be playing with fans, and I think that it's that's positive. I think you know, there's there's likely to be, you know, some headwinds. It's not going to like instantly snap our fingers and things are going to be back to where they were in 2019. I don't think any anyone thinks that, but it doesn't mean we can't be excited and optimistic and and looking forward to 2021 and and the season that, that that's going to bring. And I think you know, it just I feel like that's going to be something where wherever it start, wherever the season starts, in terms of fans and the buildings and and viewership and excitement and all the kind of the KPIs around our business will be throughout 2021. Will just be this kind of like ramp up over time. You know, maybe towards the end of of the 2021 season, we're we're getting really close to a life is back to quote unquote normal situation. And that, you know, that 2022 would be, we would be back to, to, to fully normal by then, if, if not before. So really optimistic, you know, our, our as I mentioned, our, our city members, our, our season ticket holders, our corporate partners, you know, the support that we've had has been incredible. Uh, and, and every, everyone's on board, everyone's supportive and, and they're, uh, they're, they're ready to get after it. So hopefully we finish this, this year strong and uh, as, as we have we have playoffs, we have the, the completion of the Champions League. I mentioned our, our match on March 11th, uh, the second leg of, of, of that match. Uh, you never had a two leg series with uh, with, you know, I guess seven months, six, seven months in between. But uh, that that will be completed in December. Uh, and they're going to be completing the 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 CONCACAF Champions League uh, just before Christmas, after the MLS Cup, just before Christmas. So it's uh yeah it's um it's exciting times and we hope that we finish uh, the season strong we 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 love our chances we feel like we're 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 well positioned and then you know carry carry some positive momentum into 2021. Wish you the best of luck with with, with all of that and I think it's great to to end on an on an optimistic note so I'll just uh, wrap it up and say Brad thank you so much uh very generous with with your time and 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 sharing some some really great uh, insights and experiences and just can't thank you enough for doing that. Absolutely anytime pleasure being here thanks uh, thanks for having me and uh uh look forward best wishes to everybody on to to finish finish 2020. I know everyone's excited to, to, to turn the page of 2021 uh, as well. So uh, we'll all look forward to celebrating, uh, in, hopefully in person at some point in 2021. So on behalf of everyone at Ticket Manager, thank all of you for watching and please join us again for the next episode in our all access series.